Welcome to La Cura Podcast, Decolonizing Latinx Health and Reclaiming Traditional Healing. This is your host, Francisca Porches Coronado. La Cura Podcast is a project of Mi Gente in collaboration with Resilient Strategies. Saludos, everyone. As we navigate this challenging moment in history at scale and at a profoundly personal and physiological level, we have created a community care series here at La Cura Podcast as an offering to you and as an offering to us all. We have called on our own community to make these offerings in the form of prayer, meditation, ritual, poetry, and song. We are engaging in the intentional practice of building resilience. We believe resilience is orienting towards life. It is taking the time and committing ourselves to building enough bandwidth to fill what bleak possibilities are in front of us without withering our relationship to joy, to purpose, to meaning-making, and to possibility. So join us, and let's engage in this intentional practice of resilience building together. Hello, everyone. Thank you very much for having me. I'm, I'm very blessed and honored to be here on La Cura. My name is Jesus Cuauhtémoc Villa. I am a curandero in the tradition of my family on my father's side. Uh, that goes back to Guanajuato, Mexico. And I grew up in New Mexico with my grandparents and my parents. In my everyday work, I work as, a, um, as an academic advisor for the School of Molecular Sciences at Arizona State University. And I'm a, an adjunct professor of anthropology and storytelling for the Maricopa County Community uh, College District. Um, and Francisca, my hermana, invited me to offer some words during this frightening time. I know that there's a lot going on with COVID-19. And it's very easy to feel overwhelmed and frightened and anxious with all that's happening. And the thing that I want to offer first off is that you absolutely deserve to feel anxious and frightened and uncertain about what's happening and where we're going. You can give yourself permission to have those feelings and to sit with that for a little while. It's not unnatural and it's certainly not unhealthy. But the thing I want to offer, especially today, is a little bit of a reflection or a meditation on los antepasados, the ancestors, los ancestros, nuestra medicina, la curan, el curanderismo, digo. So I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, my wife and I and uh, my wife's partner, Daryl, uh, we all lived together and we all went on quarantine together when you know the news broke that this was getting really serious. And it was definitely very difficult to cut ourselves off from our, our village, from our social support networks at least physically, you know, thankfully we, we started reaching out digitally and by phone and everything. But one of the saving graces of going on quarantine was um, honestly going outside and walking around looking for medicinal and herbal, excuse me, medicinal and edible plants. Uh, you see, I've found great solace and great comfort in the ways of my ancestors, uh, I realized that it was all training. They were training us this whole time for instances exactly like this. My bisabuelos, Encarnacion and Maria de la Luz, uh, Diaz de Leon Villa, were indigenous people of Guanajuato. They were Chichimeca and Nahua, respectively. And they went through pandemics and they went through government orders for staying inside or not moving or not communicating with other indígenas and things like that. 
And the way they got through it, or at least one of the big ways, was through curanderismo. My bisabuela Luz would go out to gather the nopales when food was tight, or to get verdolagas, or find malva, and these kinds of things, mostaza, diente de leon, all these wonderful little plants that grow all about our, our beautiful city, our beautiful valley, and we overlook as weeds. And I found myself walking through our neighborhood and through the desert and seeing just how many plants that normally we overlook as weeds, but in fact are our friends, our teachers, and are in cases when maybe our food is running low, they can be our salvation. So I wanted to share some of those plants with you today. Uh, for example, malva, which in English is called uh, mallow or cheese plant. Its scientific name is malva neglecta. And it's called malva neglecta because it, it grows best when neglected. It grows in our alleyways, along the streets, in yards when they're kind of left a little bit too long. <laughs> um, but it just grows as a weed. But it's a wonderful plant. Uh, as you may have noticed, you know, toilet paper is vanishing from the shelves as people are hoarding or panic buying. But the big soft leaves of malva are excellent replacement for toilet paper. Uh, you don't want to flush it, obviously. But um, it's, it's one thing that you can use as a replacement. But also, the leaves are edible. You can cook them up just like spinach, or you can use them raw in salads just like spinach. They're more nutritious and more and have a higher mineral count than spinach does, and it holds up better under cooking. You can freeze it and store it just like you would spinach, um, and it tastes amazing. Um, that's part of why it's called cheese plant. The, uh, the fruits taste almost like cheese, and the leaves are wonderful greens that you can use. Um, and then the roots are... Uh, and the leaves are both medicinal. So the leaves are great for making um, ointments or salves for your skin if you have any rashes or cuts or burns or sunburn or windburn or you know insect bites, anything like that. Uh, the leaves are perfect for it. And you can use the roots the same way. The roots are also great for your digestion, for your digestive tract. If you have stomach ache or... Um, problems digesting anything like that uh, it's just it's a miracle plant that sustains us through hard times and it grows completely free literally everywhere including probably your own backyard uh, similarly we have nopales the prickly pear cactus its scientific name is opuntia uh, and the species names there's a bunch of different species but anybody in the in that family opuntia will help you out the new pads of the prickly pear, which are sprouting now in March, are soft and edible and are delicious when cooked up with eggs or in enchiladas or molletes or whatever you want. It's, uh, it's really, really good stuff. Of course, the fruit is very sweet and can be made into jams or jellies or eaten just by itself. Obviously, you have to take off all the spines. Make sure you wear gloves when you're gathering it. You know, use a butter knife or fire to get off all the little tiny spines. But, you know, it's kind of a, a saying among our elders that if you have uh, if you have nopales in your yard, you'll never need to go hungry. And it's absolutely true. The, uh, the nopal pads are also uh, have been proven through uh, several different scientific studies here in the U.S. and in Mexico to help balance the blood sugar uh, in people with diabetes or hypoglycemia. So it's really wonderful medicine. A lot of parteras or uh, traditional midwives use nopal to um, help ease childbirth. So eaten or uh, a tea drunk of the slurry of, of the pads can help uh, the baby come quicker. Uh, so it really is, again, one of these, these mother plants that is always here to watch out for us when times get hard. And these are just two examples, but there are literally uh, tens, if not hundreds, of, of plants that just grow in the city as weeds or in, in landscaping or that we just use as ornamentals that we don't realize are here to protect us and to help us, to 
watch over us, to feed us, to heal us when times get tough. And so obviously I'm not uh, saying that any of these things need to uh, replace um, medical care. They should always be used in balance with your healthcare provider. Um, they can definitely help supplement your groceries. Uh, and so, you know, if, if times get really hard, you can absolutely turn to these plants instead of the grocery store. But, you know, for now, at least, thankfully, our supply chains and our stores and everything are still here for us and we can still uh, depend on them for most of our needs. But you can always supplement, you can always cut some costs. And again, you can return to a an ancestral, natural way of caring for yourselves, of feeding yourselves and your families. And uh, what's really beautiful about it for me is that it's a really potent reminder again of like these are all the these are all the things that our ancestors prepared us for. If you have, you know, maseca in the house and a little bit of salt and some water. You have tortillas and you have molletes and you have um, other, you know, enchiladas, you know, chilaquiles. You have everything that you need for at least a few months if you have a good bag. Uh, if you have a, a good, you know, one or three pound bag of arroz, you, you have rice for the whole family for at least a few months. Same thing with frijoles, you know, like all of this food was almost custom made by creator by Madre Tierra Tonantzin and Los Teteo and Los Santos to keep us fed and happy and healthy through even the hardest of times. So thank you for listening to me ramble a little bit here and uh, thank you for allowing me the space and the time to share a little bit with you about my perspective and, and my ancestors and um, mi linda tradición de curanderismo. I wish nothing but blessings, health, vitality, and protection for all of you. And the best I can say is just, uh, I know that it's hard right now and it's probably going to be hard and maybe even get harder in the months to come. But you can always look to your ancestors, always, 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 for guidance, for protection, and for advice on how to get through exactly these kinds of circumstances, because they went through it too, sometimes even worse. They have your back, they're in your blood, and in your bones, and in your flesh, and in your dreams. So. You can always turn to your ancestors for help, guidance, protection. And if you ever have any questions on plants or uh, herbs or anything like that, things that grow here just by themselves because we're in this beautiful Sonoran desert, always feel free to uh, reach out. And I will be more than happy to uh, give some uh, pointers on finding those uh, those good edible or medicinal resources. So, muchísimas gracias por su tiempo. Uh, los quiero mucho y que Dios los bendiga. Thank you, Francisca, for inviting me to do this and thank you everybody for listening. My name is Dulce Juarez. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. I'm a mom. I'm an immigrant indigenous mujer from Mexico, from Sonora, Mexico, um, who practices indigenous uh, traditional spirituality from Mexico. And I'm also a yoga practitioner and enthusiast. Um, today, I'd like to share a little ofrenda about five medicinas naturales um, that we can use to be our own doctors, to check in with ourselves during this time of, of uncertainty, during this time of high stress, and just not knowing what um, is to come before us. So I'd like to offer this ofrenda 
um, as a way for us to use it as a checklist for ourselves to do a self-check-in of ourselves. And um, it's a way to look at ourselves and see where we're out of balance and how we can come back to our own balance. So number one is sleep. Are you sleeping? Are you getting enough rest? Are you sleeping eight hours? Sometimes people don't need eight hours. Some people need five hours. It all depends on like your body and your mechanisms and how your immune system works and how much is enough sleep for you. So everybody has different um, needs in regards to that. I usually need about eight hours of sleep um, to function in the world. Um, but some people, like I said, that's different for each person. But also, it's not just about sleep, it's about rest. Are you resting? Are you taking moments in your day to take breaks? Are you taking moments to have quiet time? And just to do nothing. So moments of just physical, mental rest. So that's medicina number one. Medicina number two is nourishing your body. What are you feeding your body? What are you doing to make sure that your body is getting sufficient nourishment and things that are really healthy for it? I know sometimes, you know, I crave hot Cheetos and I crave things that aren't so healthy for me. Um, but I do my best to balance that out. Um, porque en la vida, pues todo es un balance, no? We have a balance. And so um, I'm not claiming to be perfect or, you know, by sharing all these things, but, you know, I'm just sharing, um, re you know, real talk here. Uh, sometimes we crave things that aren't so healthy for our bodies and we still uh, feed ourselves those things. But also, like, what are you doing to uh, balance that out? So some of the things that I do are I eat a lot of smoothies. I drink a lot of smoothies. Um, I try to eat a lot of fruit when I can, pepinos, uh, with chile limón. Um, un mango con chile limón, papayas, uh, you know, those cocktails de frutas. Like, what can you do to make sure that you're getting enough healthy, live food, such as frutas and vegetales and caldos, too? When I think about nourishing our bodies, I think about what is the medicine that our ancestors have left us already, because that's in our DNA. It's in our food. It's in our bodies. It's in our memory. It's in our DNA. We remember these things. We have recetas already. We have the natural medicine. And we have those traditional foods that are nourish that are nourishing to our bodies that our parents have taught us, that our loved ones have given to us. And so it's important to tap into those things and, and tap into those recetas because they are medicine for our people. The other day, you know, I was making caldos uh, and, and asking my mom for those traditional um comidas and she's been giving me a lot of advice and it are those are things that I haven't had time to learn because I've been so busy with um you know the activist work that we do uh on the daily and and being in, out in the lucha and living day to day that I don't pay attention to those things as much but now that we're in this time I have more time to learn those recetas and so yes think about what are those recetas those recetas de la familia those things um, in your traditions and your culture that provide that nourishment and um, provide you those tools and that conocimiento and wisdom through food and healing through food because food does provide healing for our bodies. So that was number two. Number three is exercising and movement. And beyond exercising and beyond movement for, um, you know, just to look good, it's actually, it goes even deeper. It's like, are you breathing? You know, exercise and movement and bailes and all those things are, are good for our bodies to move because our bodies are the temples that hold our beautiful spirit. But what are you doing to create oxygen in your body, to bring in new oxygen into your body and to breathe in deeper? I catch myself, you know, working full time right now from home and I'm very grateful and privileged that I can work from home. But I find myself in back-to-back -back meetings um, from one Zoom call to another to another. And I find that I'm not breathing completely um, to the fullest capacity. So it is important for me to take those breaks and take a deep breath in 
and breathe out. And do that over and over again. And also go take walks um, to make sure that you're moving your body, that you're breathing. Uh, go for a run. What are you doing to basically create more oxygen? Are you turning up some music and you know doing some Zumba online or doing some yoga? Anything that will help you create um, to sweat, which is also very important but also what is helping you to move your body and breathe in deeper so that you're bringing oxygen to your body, inhaling, exhaling, moving your blood flow and getting that blood to circulate throughout your body. So that's number three, exercising. And there's a bunch of resources on YouTube. I know I've been looking for things to do with my daughter and exercises and different things to make sure that I'm still moving my body uh, because I know since, you know, we're limited in, um, the things that we can do right now, we want to make sure that we're still getting some form of movement, uh, exercise, and all that good stuff. Okay, number four is our mind and our spirit. What are we nourishing our mind? How are you talking to yourself? What is that personal personal narrative? And what is that? What are those stories that are coming uh, to you in this time of uncertainty? So I want you to just take a moment to stop and think about what are you nourishing your mind? Are you, you know, are you watching a lot of TV? And and yes, sometimes we need to zone out and we need a mental break. But aside from that, what are you doing to also nourish your mind and your spirit? Are you taking time to do, to have prayer, to do rituals? I was sharing with Francisca earlier that I, love to do moon rituals. So I follow the moon cycles and I look at how I'm feeling and tracking when there's a full moon and what are those things that I need to let go of reflecting on those things that I need to release during the full moon. And then I do another ritual during the new moon, which was last night or the other day in this case. Uh, And so thinking about during a new moon, my reflections about What are those new intentions that I want to bring to life? So really the mind and the spirit is another natural medicine that we have, but what we put into it and what, how we nourish our spirit is going to have a big impact on how we feel about ourselves, how we feel about other people, our perspective on life. And so while there is a lot of chaos, maybe in the world, or it feels like everything's uncertain and the mind is just so confused in this time, or it's so uncertain. And so, you know, we may feel so anxious. What are those things that you can do to nourish your mind? So maybe, you know, there's um, spiritual texts that you've been wanting to read, or there's meditation that you've been wanting to practice. What are those things that you can do to nourish your mind in a positive way? And I would recommend affirmations. Affirmations are so important. You can find a bunch of them online. You could just type in Google, what are positive affirmations about overcoming challenges or how do I, how can I uplift my confidence? Uh, there's affirmations about life, about love, about gratitude. Um, you know, so think about those affirmations that will help you feel better. You know, one affirmation that I like to tell myself is my soul knows the way. No matter what happens, I know that my soul deep down knows the way and knows the solutions and will guide me. My ancestors guide me. My ancestors protect me. I am guided and protected at all times. And so saying those affirmations, saying those mantras will help you to bring uh, some balance and some protection for your mind, your body, your spirit. And again, that that was number four. So number five um, is your environment. What does your environment look like? Is there a lot of clutter around your house? What does your home look like? What does your car look like and feel and smell like? What does your office look like? Your space that you're living in? Um, what is your mind too? Your mind is also an environment. But, and also, uh, aside from that, like the exterior from outside your own personal areas, what does your environment in the city look like in your state? So it's really taking you know a deep dive into reflecting and, and really self-assessing and looking at your space. And is it in harmony? Are you, do you have a harmonious home? Do you feel safe in your home? Do you feel like you, um, you know, have balance there? 
And is are there things that you can move around or get things that you can get rid of to create more harmony and less clutter in your space in order to help you feel a lot more peaceful? And so, again, these are all just things that we can assess um, to see where we are out of balance in our lives. And these are things that we can look at and analyze to see where we can adjust ourselves, see where we're out of balance and how we can, what are those things that we need to do in order to bring ourselves back into balance with ourselves. And again, these are all not natural remedios, natural um, things that we can do that are, are in our control at this moment of uncertainty, that we have some control. I would say most of us have control over our sleep. Um, about what we feed ourselves, about how much we move our bodies, about what we're thinking, how we're thinking about ourselves and others. What are the thoughts that we have? Are there are they positive thoughts? And sometimes we have sad thoughts and sometimes we have, you know, um, it's okay to feel all the feelings. And also, again, bringing ourselves back to balance. We need to also not get stuck in those feelings of sadness all the time. And and we need to, you know, remember to have hope and remember that there are good people in the world and remember that there are positive things and beautiful things happening in the world as well. And so it's all, todos un balance, you know, it's all a balance of, of coming back to your own personal harmony and to center your soul. But it's important to identify what are those things that allow you to help center your soul. And so again, all of these things, the cinco remedios, the, the sleep, the nourishment of the body, the exercising, the nourishment of the mind and the spirit, and checking your environment to make sure that it's all uh, brought back to balance and in harmony. So those are just some ofrendas from me to you uh, as a person that tries to do my best to make sure that I'm uh, practicing these things, you know, by no means am I perfect. Um, I'm also working on these things. I know that I need to get some more sleep. Um, and I know that I need to breathe and exercise more. And I my, my house has gotten a little bit cluttery since I've been here a lot more than usual. So I need to do a lot of, you know, washing of dishes and washing some clothes and putting things away. And so yeah, just inviting you and, and hopefully this platica, these little tips are something that help you find some balance in your own life, help you find some harmony. And hopefully some of these things resonate with you. And I'm here to affirm you that you're not alone in this process, that you're, um, that I'm here with you, that there's also tons of people out in the world going through, through this uh, time of anxiety and time of uncertainty with you. And so this was just a little platiquita from me, from Dulce Juarez, um, a spiritual practitioner uh, a lover of yoga, a lover of our indigenous traditions and spirituality and medicina tradicional mexicana. And so I really believe that our indigenous ancestors left us a lot of wisdom and that there is natural medicina inside of us and all around us that we can use to um, for our benefit and to heal ourselves and to help us again to center ourselves. So I hope that it's been helpful to you. I hope that you all are safe, that you all are well, that you're healthy. And, you know, go get some sage, sage yourself, turn on some, some sage, call upon your ancestors and spirit guides to help you and to guide you during this time. And make sure that you're taking care of your nervous system, that you're finding ways to self-soothe, to ground and to cope during this time. Mateo, a greetings community. My name is Landis. Queer being sending love from current Tongva lands known as Los Angeles. I'm coming to you from my parents' home. So grateful to be here with them and with my siblings. And in this moment, I offer a remedio. And before I do so, wanting to honor the practice of Sobadora cultural worker, medicine carrier with sacred Awele offerings.
grateful to be in this unfolding and connecting with community. So I wanted to share what has been grounding, not just for me, but yet with my family is un remedio of, of hierbas, a herbal steam para la casita. And when thinking of home, thinking of what comes in and out of our home in these moments, what we're processing, what we're seeing, where we're walking to and from. And in this offering of an in-home ritual, really wanting to take this time to think of steam. Think of breath when we take in steam. So honoring the medicine of water as we gather an herb or herbs, depending on what you may have access to. In this moment, I think of what I have access to, which has been romero or rosemary. And as, as you bring in an intention with the herb or herbs that you may have access to, or, or perhaps peelings of fruta, such as oranges or apples or lemons or eucalyptus, thinking of what has been close to your spirit, what has felt good, and using those to create your own herbal steam para la casita. So as we prepare, take a moment to gather a pot any size. And as you do this, take that moment to bring in your breath. Doing it steady, con calma. Gathering this pot, fill it with some water. As you fill your, your pot with water, also con permiso, with, with permission and respect of the offerings of, of this water, of this agua. As the sacred water is sitting in your pot, as you place it on your stove, thinking of the herbs that you've gathered now, also continuing bringing in that breath. So for me, I've gathered romero. And holding the romero and asking and calling in the intentions of perhaps peace, love, relaxation, or full breaths, and some movement in your home, moving that energy. Placing these, this romero in the pot, bringing a low, low flame for the water to boil with these herbs. And also thinking of as, as your, your herbal steam is beginning, there's a moment for you to also look at your home. Perhaps you want to open the doors to the rooms that you have, to the windows, and to allow the steam to go in through your home, bringing in that energia, that energy, and that medicine. Doing so with also bringing in your breath. As you notice your steam boiling, perhaps also noticing some of the water evaporating, and that's okay, you could add some more water to it. And sitting with this medicine, if it calls you to also then grab this pot or grab some of the medicine of the pot and go around to each parts of your home. Perhaps also in the front of your door, pour a little bit out. Like we say, pour a little bit for the homies, for your family, back to the land. And as you turn off the flame and allow the herbal steam to, to bless your home, reminding this can feel like such a simple act, yet the connection with water, plant medicine, your breath, and where you are in this moment, perhaps with your family or yourself, with, with those who may be around you. Greetings, my name is Manuel Criollo. 
I am in Albuquerque, New Mexico, Tiwa land. I am a long distance organizer and revolutionary. Today I'm offering a poem, As I Grew Older by Langston Hughes. It was a long time ago. I have almost forgotten my dream, but it was there then in front of me, bright like a sun, my dream. And then the wall rose, rose slowly, slowly between me and my dream, rose slowly, slowly dimming, hiding the light of my dream, rose until it touched the sky, the wall, shadow, I am black. I lie down in the shadow, no longer the light of my dream before me, above me, only the thick wall, only the shadow. My hands, my dark hands, break through the wall, find my dream, help me shatter this darkness to smash this night, to break this shadow into a thousand lights of sun, into a thousand whirling dreams of sun. beautiful humans, beautiful souls, beautiful stars. I am Sochico Bello. I am the daughter of Adriana Araujo Garcia. I am the great, the granddaughter of Romana and Adela. I am the great granddaughter of Enriqueta, Romana, Maria, y otra Adela. I am the daughter of migrants, the daughter of hard workers, the daughter of warriors, and the daughter of El Ombligo de la Luna, a.k.a. the belly button of the moon of Mexico. My people are the Mexica, Mystic, West Nigerian, Portuguese, and Spanish through colonization and through love, who now reside in Southern Mexico. I'm currently sharing this piece of my heart from Calapula lands, Black and migrant lands, um, so-called Eugene, Oregon. And I'm currently in transition. My home has been for the past 10 years, Wampanoag, Massachusetts lands, aka Boston, Massachusetts, before then Tongova lands and then Mexico itself. And now my heart is floating, just like the pandemic is calling so many shifts in our lives and awareness in ourselves. Awareness started to bud inside of me about five years ago, saying that this moment was coming. And so I've been preparing for this moment through indigenous training, learning how to make my bow and arrow, learning how to hunt, <laughs> pretty dramatic training, um, but also spiritual training. What does it mean to strengthen our hearts, strengthen our spirits, and really work with the medicine that is around us and the medicine that is inherently our birthright, the medicine of our ancestors. I have been a public, Boston Public School educator for the past six years. I have served um, immigrant communities, I've served domestic violence communities, especially those within the queer and trans route. Um, and now I serve the Ometeo, the spirit. I began with the Ometeo, the Ometeo being um, the queer creator from which my Mexica, my ancestor in training, my priestess in training, um, spirituality is rooted in. The Ometeo is queer, this duality, holding this duality, holding these multiple truths. Before I begin to speak, I call in the Ometeo into this conversation that we're entering together, reminding us both that we are entering into sacred communion, that the moment that our breath speaks, we give magic, we give intention, we sent a prayer out into the earth that can never be taken back. These words will always vibrate in the earth until they find their home, their resting place. Today, my heart wants to offer the reminder that we were made for these times. I'm going to pause right there and have you hold that, that reminder again. I say it one couple more times. If you want to close your eyes or soften your gaze to a point in front of you, this allows all the rest of our senses to become a little more attuned and the sense of intuition to open up more. So again, we were made for these times. Fuimos hechos para este momento. We were made for these times. It is a reminder that my abuelas in my spiritual training, my spiritual community keep 
bringing up over and over at the end of every prayer, at the end of every ceremony, um, and that's in ceremony every other day. <laughs> and so it's a reminder that the first time I heard it brought me to tears um, because I didn't believe um, that I was meant to be here. Like some of you out there, I'm an inter intersectional, bruja, queer, migrant survivor with politicas that are so left that don't even, aren't even on a continuum, right? My politica is ancestor. My politic is ancestor. And so there isn't that much space for us in society that was built. And so our existence isn't really affirmed by the structures that are, and even by some of our communities, even by some of our family members or our partners, and sometimes not even by ourselves, because when colonized psychically, Colonization is not just a process that happens to the physical body through physical enslavement, but también it is also a psychic process, a process that impresses our spirit, oppresses our heart, oppresses and creates the narratives of how we live and what we think we are. And so I didn't believe I deserved to exist. So to hear that I was made for these times, right? That I am my ancestors' dreams, that you are your ancestors' dreams. You were brought into this moment, dreamed into this moment. They sat over their fuegos, their cauldrons, right? Their waters so that you could be here. They crafted you for this specific moment. Because there's something about you. There's something that they entrusted with you, only you, for these moments, for these times. There's medicine that you have to offer. So Spirit today wants me to share that message and also wants me to share that you are made up of the elements, of all the four elements, right? The fuego, the fire, the air, el aire, the earth, the tierra, and el viento, the wind. We are made up of all of those elements inside of our bodies. When we, our ancestors, or our elders say, you are love, you are the embodiment of love. What they're also saying is that you are love because all the you have all the elements inside of you, right? And part of the medicine of these times right now of needing to slow down and needing to remember the medicine that we are and the medicine that we have inside of us, inherent in our DNA, is remembering those four elements. So I want to offer a few reflections on each element what does it mean to work each element every day? In my priestess training um, as a Mexica moon dancer, there's years of training in each of these elements. Today I'm offering touch points, places from where to begin, places from where to feel held by that element, recognize that element. And so tierra, we begin with tierra. Wherever you are right now in this moment, looking around at the earth around you. Take a moment to look at the physical earth that you are. We have a song in our traditions, Tierra es mi cuerpo, earth is my body, right? Earth is my body. Earth is my body. Nali no nakayo. Nali no nakayo. Feeling your body literally turning around, touch your back arm, touching your chest, touching your knees, your hips, your face, your hair, and remembering that this is an extension of Tonantzin, an extension of tierra, of earth. It is the way that we carry earth inside of us. Ancestor didn't want us to be poorly prepared. Ancestor prepared us like perfectly. Spirit prepared us perfectly. They're like, humans can't exist as stars and in the physical realm, even though we are stars, right? We're made up of the same cosmic stardust that created this universe, literally. In our atoms, we carry that, that big bang right inside of us. We all have our own intimate journey with our physical bodies. Some of us were born into gendered bodies. Many of us were born into gendered bodies, into taken bodies, and into bodies that weren't ours, right? There's checkboxes that people check for us at the moment of our birth, and we're not allowed to discover and to allow our bodies to evolve in the ways that they used to and the sacredness that they used to. Indigenous cultures do not have gender in the way that Western society does. This earth that we get to be a part of right now, however you choose to honor them, is parte de tierra. And so the way that we walk on earth lightly, 
right? Knowing that she's a conscious feeling being. She generously gives us her waters, her foods, her clean airs, right? At, at her natural state, tierra is all giving, is all abundant, right? These processes of huracanes, of hurricanes, of tornadoes, these, these ecological climate disasters, right? The way that's how we experience them as humans, right? Have been traditional forms that tierra, tierra, that earth has cleansed themselves, has brought back balance. Right now that we're building civilizations and have spent good amount, a good amount of hundreds of years now actively pumping tierra, taking her resources and not giving gratitude, forgetting our rituals, forgetting to eat with intention, and forgetting to treat tierra as the sacred being that they are. Tierra be responding, right? Tierra's pollution is out of control. We're in a state of disharmony when a sacred being is out of harmony, right? Like, and our whole earth is out of harmony because her children, us, us, one of the keepers of, of her, her harmony is not, we're not in harmony with ourselves, not in harmony with each other. We're not in harmony with the world around us, right? We're, we're replicating unconsciously, right? Some colonial structures, right? And having to show up to our nine to fives and not listen to our hearts, not listen to our intuitions, right? Our soils start to suffer. By stepping outside, right now we're living in times where we're even fearing going outside, right? We're trying to be responsible and not pass around, treating ourselves like we have COVID-19, which is the most responsible way to live right now. Um, and there are ways to experience the elements, not going too far, sitting right outside of that apartment complex, right on the asphalt or standing right there, walking to that one tree that's around the corner, going out outside at night and looking up and noticing how clear the nights are becoming how clear the pollution is. The pollution is clearing away right now. What is the story that the stars are telling you right now? Sholot, who is the guardian of the underworld, the dog guardian of the underworld, the guardian of the medicine keepers. Why is Sholot out? Why is Venus out right now? Because the medicine keepers need to come out and need to be reminded that we are being protected right now. And so care for your earth by connecting to the phys to physical earth ways to connect with earth inside of your homes right are creating nourishing meals for yourself and sharing nourishing meals for yourself we need with choi right water is life the song goes in like the teachings atal no eso agua es mi sangre water is my blood how do we care for our blood during these times how do we care for our waters during these times the answer for me has been has overcome, has just taken me over me. The answer has been cry, <laughs> feel all your feelings, feel all your feelings the way that they need to be felt. And so, because we grew up in a colonized context, that's, that's easier said than done, right? We are taught specifically, I know I was taught as a brown, really brown, like little framed, like woman looking person that um, if I showed any kind of strong emotion that it could give anyone permission to treat me lesser than. If I cried in public, then I was sh showing all the white people that I was weaker. If I was enraged in public, then I showed them that I was an animal, right? And so we were conditioned. I know I was conditioned to not hold the fullness of my emotions, to not feel anger truly course through me. And so what happens when we swallow our anger? What happens when we swallow our grief, our confusion? Results in numbness, right? Or becoming becoming really desensitized to the deaths around us. And I don't blame you and I don't blame myself. And that's what it means to hold decolonial love for ourselves. We understand the situation that we're living in. That it, That's part of our story. We're trained to respond in this way. What does it mean to not hold these emotions so that they don't replicate any physical imbalances on our earth, right? It's to let our waters flow through us. And it's painful. Feel into that pain. Feel into that pain. Feel into that rest if you're feeling that rest. Feel into that joy, fully into that joy. If you're feeling that joy of your child, if that little kid, if that. Feel into whatever emotion water teaches us, right? For water to be our lifeblood, we have to continue to allow them to flow. They can't stay stagnant in one place water that is stagnant often grows bacteria inside of it um viral bacteria that ends up getting us sick if we end up drinking that right and the animals all around it water likes to flow so let yourself flow to feel into my feelings is pausing everything i'm doing at least once an hour placing my hands on my heart and asking how is my heart today
connecting with our air is really important too. Aire is my aliento, right? Air is my breath. Our breath is so sacred. Our breath is the manifestation of the words that we use, right? The way we create meaning, the way we share meaning. But Ejeka is also a mover, a cleanser, right? The spirit of the wind, the guardian of the wind, Ejeka, is a clearer, is here to bring the winds of change, here to bring the winds of evolution. And sometimes wind needs wind, needs words, physical words. So sometimes we need to, to tap into this element, to share this element every day. We got to, yeah, use our words vocally. You're someone who's used to not keeping their expression, keeping their thoughts to themselves. This is a time to letting them shine and letting them come out, whether you're writing them, sharing them with the social media world, with your family, or you're calling your friends, right? The element of air is also the element of listening. Just like the question asked, right? Listen to your heart. What is in my heart today? I'm not asking what you think today. Right? I want to be really clear. A lot of um, Western healing practices really like to talk about the wind as mind, right? And I'm going to tell you, the native epistemologies, and I'm, I have purview to being trained extensively in three, there is no concept of the mind that is separate from the heart. I'm going to say that again. In no indigenous knowledge is there a separation between the mind and the heart. My ancestral wisdom, my knowledge of self and of community all lies in my heart. When we rely on our mind too much, we rely on the stories that our minds were told, the stories we're conditioned into when we were kiddos, right? And so not all stories that we were told, right, or that live in our mind um, are stories that we want to keep replicating, either through our word or through the way that we um, relate to each other. So the air element is part of clear, uh, a cleanser, it wants to come clean up some of that colonized ways of being, one way that I like to really tap in to my air element these days is practicing silence the first 20 minutes that I wake up. And silence means I'm not looking at my phone, right? Reading, writing, speaking, um, and taking noise in, so music, right? Or um, the environment in that is produced by others. Um, is 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 wind right is communication begin your day communicating with yourself end your day find a time in your day to communicate with yourself you have the capacity to be out in the elements stand outside even if you're standing outside and there's like a bunch of cars moving by that's part of your environment right that's part of the urban ecology it's part of an ancestral ecology that we'll remember one day too Um, allow the messages to come in what needs to be heard today from what's around you but also what's in you, what needs to be heard and what needs to be spoken. Let's practice balancing between all of our Zoom calls and all of our connecting with our elders and all the people in our lives, all the talking, right, we're doing, the listening, the self-listening, the inner listening. Take that moment to listen. Fuego es mi espíritu. Fire is my spirit. Iguanateque no tona. Fire is my spirit. Here we remember that my, my cosmologies, we believe that the fire um, lives in our heart, in our physical heart. Notice how all these elements like come back to the heart, right? The water pumps blood into the heart that gives it oxygen that helps it flow, right? The heart is held in our body, our earth, right? Um, we got to check in with our heart to so that our air is well mitigated, right? Really, fire is our capacity to create. And I'm learning in my eldership that as part, as much as that it's a capacity to create, it's a capacity to destroy. And so fire lives in our heart in a way that we can healthily make connections with our fire during this pandemic and during these moments of uncertainty, right, is literally physically laying hands on our heart, warming our heart. Our heart's get cold when we read all this media or um, read de- read or receive or in conversations on constantly devita- devastating issues. Our hearts get cold, not numb and not and not necessarily like unable to receive more information, but like kind of inundated. And so like they get so watered down. And what happens when you throw water on your kitchen stove, on your flame? The flame goes out. The flame gets cold. The flame gets damp. And then we have all these other conditions, right? And so... 
I like to rub my hands together right now. So if you want to practice that right now, just rubbing your hands together. And when you're called to stop, you stop. And you place them right on your heart space. Right? Our heart space is generally on the left side of our upper torso, breast area. And breathe into that place. Let your heart know that you hope that they're warm. Let your heart know that they're strong. And with silence, feel into them. Can you hear them beat, speak back to you? We'll close in a little bit with that exercise at longer length. It's one way I like to connect with my heart. And full cycle, we began earth, right? We're connecting with earth, cooking meals, eat nourishing foods. Another way to connect with your heart, right? And your fire is with chantico, the energy chantico, the heart of the kitchen. The heart of the kitchen, literally the physical kitchen, has been a site of resistance for indigenous communities for millennia. When conquistadores or colonizers came through to, to, to the Americas, right, to Turtle Island, the people of the condor, the people of the colibri, the people of the eagle, the águila, we hid our fires. They were, they were no longer burnt externally all the time. They had to be hid. They were hidden in our kitchens. They were gifted to the feminine, to gifted to the queer, to hold, to keep, to store, and to nurture every single day. Remember to light your fire. You literally got to light your stove. You literally got to light a fire every day. Cooking is one of the most fiercest ways to connect with our fire in our modern society. What does it mean to be the modern native, right? The modern Indian is to cook with intention, to sing your songs to the food that you're cooking. As you're cooking, processing your emotions, right? Giving your food the the love, the nourishment, the sweetness that you're that you're needing, right? The strength, right? Remembering who are the plant ancestors? Who are the, what is the medicine that you're bringing into this dish um, that are strengthening your heart, right? Strengthening your fire, strengthening your capacity to create. We can't create on empty stomachs. We can't create if we're not nourished, if our waters aren't flowing, if we're not breathing. We need necessitates that we we rest, that we breathe daily, that we wash ourselves, that we drink plenty of water, that we find these moments that um, of being with these elements in more restful ways, not rushing through these rituals of connecting to ourselves or connecting to our loved ones. closing, I'm going to lead us in a short presence, a meditation. So wherever you are, you feel comfortable laying your body or placing your body in a posture that feels good to you. For some of us that might be seated, cross-legged, with our torsos more aligned to the stars, right? our head over our shoulders and our shoulders over our hips, and our hips over our sits bones. For some of us, that's laying down, be like, I got to release it all. Maybe it's another posture. Wherever you are, let's call in aire, air. Breathing in through the nose. Allowing that breath to move through your throat, your heart, your belly, and out through your mouth. Continue to inhale just like that. As deep as you want, the only ask is that you're reciprocal, right? That you are, you practice giving and receiving. So if you're going to breathe in for five, four, three, two, one, you're going to breathe out for five, four, three, two, one. Let our giving and our receiving be equitable. We are deserving to receive as much as we can. Your eyes aren't closed at the moment or aren't squinty, you know, releasing some of the strain of trying to see with their eyes. Let's try to see with other parts of our of our knowing and our medicine. Feel free to soften them or close them. Continuing to breathe. We're going to bring back that hand rubbing action, right? 
the traditions of energy movers from curanderos to Japanese Reiki practitioners teach us that energy is medicine and energy is all around us ready to be accessed as medicine for us. And so when we rub our hands together, we are calling in the intention of that energy. We are creating and activating our fire. And so we rub our hands together as vigorously as you want, right? That's just like rapido. And as much pressure, right? And when you're called to pause, placing those hands back into an area in your body that is needing them. Maybe you want to go right back to the heart space. Maybe your navel. Maybe you want to cover your eyes because you're tired of seeing with your eyes and you want to see with other parts of your body and your soul. Continue to inhale and exhale. Let's embody the elements. Let's remember that we were made for these times. Repeat after me. I was made for these times. I was made for these times. Fui hecha, fui hecha para estos tiempos. Thank you for listening to La Cura Podcast. This podcast is hosted and produced by me, edited by Lourdes Hernandez. Music is by Rafael Maya. Find us on social media at La Cura Podcast and at Con Mi Gente, C-O-N-M-I-J-E-N-T-E. Please rate us, subscribe so that you are notified as soon as the newest episode drops and share your favorite episodes with your friends.